This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, Episode 740, Summer Vacation, Corthia or Bust. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. We're also sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. Check them out at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsas, where they have over 70 million songs across all different styles. Again, that's getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsas to get your free trial today. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Hello. How you doing there, bud? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm, 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 I'm doing. You're doing? That's I'm doing. I'm, I'm hoping to have helpful. less technical issues today. So that's good. Yeah, those will those really kick you in the butt pretty good occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Allie. Hey, Allie. Hello. How are you today? Not bad. I had today off since it was the... In, in, in honor of our Independence Day on July 4th coming on a Sunday. A lot of places get Monday off, which is lovely. So it was it was good. It was a good three day weekend that was mixed with gaming and adulting and getting things done. But it was a really healthy mix. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's always nice to have a short weekend, a short week. Yes, it is. How are you, Medros? Um, I had a rough week last week after we recorded um and i'm glad that the issues that i experienced are near the end of their needed resolution uh and i i hope to never have audio issues on this podcast ever again if i do i'm gonna rage because i'm paying good money for really really fast internet right now so Fast internet won't stop you from clicking or typing while you talk, though. <laughs> Called out. That is correct, sir. This this is this will not stop me. However, uh, you know it's the way it is. I mean, I can just keep typing all the time while I talk and just really annoy you. I, I can only get rid of so many clickety clacks, Medros. <laughs> Which is why I'm really avoiding not typing right now. All right. Because I'm talking. I, I do try to make your life easier, sir. I do try. Believe it or not. And that's what I appreciate about you. I appreciate it, appreciate that about you, too. But how was your weekend, Wow, sir? 
Oh wow, we could. I was was really good. So Nightmare One came out, obviously. So I, like everybody else, dove headfirst into that, and I had a lot of fun with it. My my unlocking of all the things was kind of delayed because I I logged in on Wednesday to do all the things, and then someone's like, "Hey, let's go do some Torghast." I'm like, "Well, I could do all the things, or I could do one of my favorite things in game right now." And kind of see how the new scoring system and all those all that other stuff that we'll talk about later uh, kind of got implemented um, in live. And, and so I elected to do that instead. So got got both my layer 9s done. We, we thought about doing layer 10 and then we found out that layer 10 wasn't actually unlocked last week. So, you know, couldn't do that. And then I just did all the Corthia things. Like so many Corthia things. Got to hang out. Got to hang out in uh, Sky Skyhold. That's what it's called, right? Where Odin lives. Ali, lore person, help me, please. You're you're the warrior. You're supposed to know that business. I don't remember exactly what it's called. I just know it as Odin's house. <laughs> uh, Halls of Valor. Halls of Valor. Isn't it? Isn't it Sky something too? Yeah, I think the official name of it is Sky something or other Skyhold, maybe. Okay, so I got to hang out in the Halls of Valor with Odin, and I was super stoked about it because he, like, remembered who I was. Like, one of the few times, one of the few times where, like, um, an NPC in WoW just remembers you. I, I got called by my title and everything. That was fun. Got to, got to hang out with all my old Warrior Order Hall buddies. Uh... Yeah, um, just, yeah. After after that, I just kind of did all the Corthia things, and that was that was a lot of fun. I'm a little worried about how much content there is in Corthia. Um, it it it, it, it seems like I'm gonna burn through it really quickly. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I got up to. What about you, Ellie? Pretty much the same. I I really enjoy Corthia. I like that it's only like once you get through the initial stuff, as of now at least, it's only three to four daily quests. And it helps to keep it from feeling like a grind to me. But it's short enough that I still feel like I can spend time and go explore. I want to go find all the hidden chests. I want to go around and kill the rares. I want to, you know, get my rep up with the archivist. And it's got a bit of that exploration feel where you're exploring. And then all of a sudden, oh, hey, look, it's a chest. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really enjoying it right now. And all the little nooks and crannies and little things you can find if you go exploring. And... All the rewards you can get from it. That's been really cool. I, I, yeah. All in all, happy with it. I, a couple things I don't like is I, it could be hard to navigate the cliffs at first. And I don't like that there's so many new items that are rep items that you have to go turn into the archivist, but they sit in your bags, <laughs> taking up space until you do. And there's so many different kinds. Like, all of a sudden, bag space is an issue again between all the anima bits I'm getting and all the rep bits I'm getting. And it's that's a bit of a pain. 
And like, I understand there being different bits for different amounts, but why do it have to be so many different things? Yeah, it's just, yeah, bad bag space all of a sudden is, is a huge issue. But I, that doesn't ruin it for me. So I'm still enjoying it. I enjoyed the new Covenant um, assaults. The Night Fae one, the Venthyr one so far, they've been, you know, I like that it is very much assaults, but flavored with the Covenants. And that was, that was fun. I'm mostly easily amused, but it was still a lot of fun. How was, also, the night, how was the Night Fae one? I didn't get to do that one. So my favorite part is you go into the River of Souls. And when you go into the River of Souls, you know, go grow or whatever it's called. And you have to find the little lost druid Night Fae spirits. And there's a, there's a little corgi and a little frog. I found a little alpaca. And um, what else did I find? something else but they're all they're all little they're so little and so you collect them and then the cradle for some reason can only take three at a time so they hop into the cradle and they you can send it off to go back to the npcs and then it'll automatically come back to you and then if you have more spirits with you when it comes back they just automatically hop in there and you send it off again and for some reason that highly entertained me and i just got a lot of joy out of that i don't know why but i did and i loved it yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. And of course, you got to see Theotar again, which I made, made me happy. So it's good. And then uh, did some Torghast. Did both wings of Torghast. Both, well, both Yapo sides at nine. And we four crystalled or gemmed, whatever it is, one of them. I forget which one it was. I forget which one was which that we did. Um, and then we th- only did three with the other ones, but we also had some really weird deaths with the other ones. So that was that was why it was only three. But so far, I think I like the new system. It is kind of tricky. And we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, but tricky that you have to like look up all how to do all the bonuses and stuff. But I, I liked it so far in practice. But yeah, just just enjoying 9.1. Of course, the story, like I'm I'm thrilled. Some cinematics were amazing. And it was just it was just a really nice week and wow. I really liked it. I guess we should establish Medros before we continue on. The cinematics that came out already. Uh, you know, the 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 the, the showdown in Ardenweald. Are we showdown. okay to talk about that? <laughs> uh, I have um, I, I have done the opening of Corthia. Okay. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could I could ramble a bit, so I'm gonna let someone else talk now. I, I guess that means it's my turn. <laughs> that would be your turn. Yes. Um, I did. Uh, I, I did play a lot of WoW this week. I've actually played do, two days in a row, uh, and I did enjoy it. I, ironically, uh, watching your stream, Toasty, actually showed me some stuff that I was not at all certain on what was going on originally, so that was good to know. Um, Which part specifically? Where I had to go to do different things for the... Sylvanas confrontation before Tyrande shows up. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of lost there. Um, but uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was a good experience. Um, not surprised by the end of it, but um, I've also done the Arden Wield camp full campaign from from nine point So, um. I assume at some point I will learn more about what happened there with Taronda uh, and what the events of that campaign quest uh, had had what effect that those events had on it. Um, just as a, as assumption, though, I, I don't have any solid knowledge of why uh, why currently those would have happened. Uh, I assume there's stuff in the background that I either forget or didn't know. Like I said, I opened up Corthia uh, and uh, proceeded to go through in all my characters and uh, skip through the Corthia starting stuff. Uh, once again, would like to ask Blizzard to uh, make my uh, my alts a little more pleasant to play through the starting of Shadowlands. And let me skip over the Moss stuff as well, um, though I don't think they're going to do that at this point. Maybe in like two nine, nine point. 1.5 or 2 or 2.5 or 3. Who knows? Uh, but I, I, I don't think they're going to do it anytime soon. Which makes me sad. Um, let's see. Uh, so, Al, you mentioned that uh, that 9.1 or uh, sorry, that um, the, the Corthia stuff is, is pretty light. And, and I agree. Um, however, three to four daily quests across four, six, eight, ten characters, that's going to get real painful. Um, better than, it, than I expected, to be honest, but still not the best experience uh, if you have lots of vaults. Um... I'm still in the process of trying to figure out the different um, different things that are, are unlocked and not unlocked for my characters. Like, the upgrade guy at the Corthia hub is there for my alts, but the guy that you turn the, the relics stuff into is not there. So I guess I have to go do that manually. Um, and then I don't know if there's any, uh, Venari stuff I need to do. Um, uh, Josie, I did say that I had some questions, uh, about, uh, that Odin's house thing. Okay. So the, the question I have, um, and I think I, I, I think I can pretty, uh, clearly explain it uh, by just grabbing a screenshot of a screenshot I took. Um, this is, as I understand it, the Warrior Order Hall, right? Correct. Okay, so you mentioned in a stream about two weeks ago uh, when I asked you a way, a, a interesting way to die. And you said uh, a leap to your death by not getting a buff or something. Yes. So 
would that be why there's a bunch of bodies in this one place in that you know in, in Odin's house? No. I, I, I sat there I sat there literally for like twenty minutes. I'm like How are there bodies here? Like how how have that many people died? That's the center platform? Yes, I think so. No, that doesn't make any sense. I saw I saw those too. There's a lot of bodies there. Yeah, because you don't fall into that platform normally. You fall like the way you traverse like, the way you get to and from the order hall normally is you, like you jump up and then you end up in that center platform. And the way you leave is just by walking off the edge directly north of that. And you'll get a buff as you're falling down that'll just have you meteor into the ground, but you won't actually die. Yeah. Aware and that's that. what I was talking about. Okay. I don't know what would be causing I, I'm that. rather confused... Because, like, as far as I understood, this place is a sanctuary. I, you can't probably, you shouldn't be able to take damage here. There's no aggro mobs here. So, WTF? Why are there so many bodies on this one place? That's confusing. My, my first thought was that it, because I saw it too when I went through on my realm, right? So, my first thought was it, it was Blizzard making a nod to people who may have potentially died to that jump back then without getting the buff. Yeah, I know that's not where that's not that's not where you fall, but just as like a joke like ha ha, ha kind of thing. I mean, my yeah. original thought was okay, so like if all the warriors land here, if this is how they enter Odin's house, cuz I also don't know the name proper name name for it or pronunciation. Uh like are some warriors just really unlucky? But I, I I don't know if that's just like something Blizzard put there, like like you said, Ali. Uh, I I was just really curious if if you had any understanding of what's going on there, and why there would be so many bodies there. So yeah, I could not tell you why that's there. Also, for the record, it is actually called a uh, Skyhold. That's Good that's job. A, okay. And. Uh, it is within the halls of valor. Um, yeah, I maybe maybe that's an homage to that. I don't know. I can't I can't think of any reason why you would have why, why we would have died entering that area. Honestly, All right, I I, I assume it was just something that I, as not a warrior, was just not aware of. Uh, thanks for clearing that up for me, buddy. I appreciate oh. that. No, uh, or not clearing it up because I'm no longer no more less confused now than I was before. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I was just curious about that. Uh, as for the rest of my time, like I I did, I I did one of the assaults. I did Venthyr. Um, and either I've gotten really terrible at reading quests, or the quests just aren't very clear of what the. F you're supposed to be doing. So this was up at in a northern place in uh, in the original Maw. Um, mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of it. But there's a bunch of quests, and some of them you had to take a grub, and there was others you had to impersonate a guy doing some tea. And then there was other ones that you just had to... I don't understand. And then 
I, I at the end there was this thing with mirrors, and I was never like it didn't really explain to me like what I was supposed to be doing here, but I couldn't attack anything. Uh, I literally had to look it up on Wowhead to figure out what was going on. So I'm going to assume that instead of assuming that Blizzard has just gotten really terrible at writing quests that explain what's going on, uh, I'm just not good at reading quest decks right now. Um, either way, uh, I am excited for this patch. I'm very happy. Uh, so as, as a part of the, uh, the, the place that takes me to, to Skyhold there, um, I did, of course, get the riding in the maw thing. I got the eye of the jailer gone. That was not fun. I will say, uh, did you guys both do that? Pretty sure you did toasty. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. It took me eight tries to complete that. Which part specifically? Uh, the fighting against the Eye of Odin. That fight, I died many times. Like, to the point I had to go get repairs. Hmm. Because I was dying that often. I don't remember anything hitting particularly hard during that fight. Well... I think the problem I had was that I wasn't patient. I should have probably waited for the next day uh, because the thing that comes down to like get you in the chains, that level of the Eye of Jailer was still on. And it came down often in my first few fights. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't always able to get out of the way because that hits you for a lot. Like it hit, it hit probably took 60% of my health uh, in for one of those. Uh, and that hurt. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's 100% why I died, because I was just standing still. I wasn't moving. Yeah, I mean, if you're not used to having to deal with that mechanic, it can be, like, for the first little bit of Shadowlands, that that I I had trouble getting out of that regularly, because I just, I wasn't, I didn't know to look out for it at first. I didn't know what I was looking out for. When I'm when I'm normally fighting mobs in the maw, I'm no problem. Like I know it's there, I know it's gonna come. If I see that under me, I move. But this is a very different encounter in the maw that I'm used to, uh, requiring a lot more time at, at the mob. Uh, and basically, uh, for anybody who hasn't figured this out yet, uh, what I figured out to do is first off, don't you don't need to use every spear that's thrown down. You can finish off one uh, of the little guardian eyes um, before you use a spear to get the next one. Uh, Don't be afraid to kite. Um, I don't know what the... the, There's some guys that popped up every so often that, like, drained me, and I don't know what that was about. Uh, I'm assuming that's some effect that I'm not... I haven't seen before from the Maw. But I... Did I basically just took one eye at a time, and moved a lot. Used my divine, my healing abilities, word of glory, and so on as often as I could, uh, just to keep my health up. Um, thankfully, uh, I I was very surprised by the ending. It was it made me very happy that it was a lot faster than I expected it to be. Because uh, I thought there's gonna be a huge, huge extra fight at the end, and there wasn't. So, uh, 
you say I have lifted the eye of the jailer from myself. I uh, haven't checked yet if that applies to my alts. Um, again, that's one of the things like I ha I have not thoroughly checked what is alt carried over and what is not. Um, but I I had fun in WoW. Uh, I was very happy to get in. Hundred percent enjoyed the maw a lot more once I could ride in there. So as I expected, once I could ride, totally fine going to the mall whenever I need to. I will actually go there more often. All right. Well, good, because that's where all the content is right now. Here's hoping. Here's hoping, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, news, guys, I actually enjoyed WoW this week. Yay. Celebration. Yay. Fireworks. Or drones. Flying drones. Not, not not fireworks. Fireworks are bad. Anyways, uh, that complete aside aside, uh, let's talk about our first sponsor. All right. So our newest sponsor are the folks over at Amazon Music Unlimited. You can check them out at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsaz, where they have over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and artists, including our artist this week. Uh, Kenny Hoopla, and this particular track features Travis Barker. It's Hollywood Sucks off of the Survivor's Guilt, the mixtape album. Uh, it's a really fun pop punky thing, obviously, because Travis Barker is in, is in there, and, you know, he loves that pop punk. Um, but you, if, you, you, if you're interested in that, you can check them out over at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsaz. We want to thank Amazon Music for their support of the show. Okay, so this month at WoW, because we're in a brand new month, uh, we've got the Darkmoon Fair that's running from the 4th to the 10th of July. Just a quick note on that. If you're hoping to use the Darkmoon Fair rep buff to gain more rep uh, for the Archivist's Codex, that does not apply. So, rep on that. Uh, we've also got the Sanctum of Domination raid. That'll be heroic and normal. That opens on the 6th of July, and it should be no it should also be noted that within this reset is when flying should be unlockable. So all of you looking forward to flying, the July 6th reset is what you're looking for. And what is it renowned 44 you need for that? Yes. Okay. It should be noted that um, you will have had to have done like all the available rep, all the all the available renowned stuff. From last week in order to like get it by this by this week without using any catch-up stuff so keep that in mind um also coming this week we've got the pet battle bonus event that's from the 6th to the 13th and also the pvp brawl classic ashran and sprinkled in with all that we've got the luminous luminaries event that's on july 13th and we've also got the sanctum of domination mythic Mythic difficulty and the first wing of LFR on the 13th of July. Um, on from, from the 13th to the 20th of July, we've also got the Time Walking Dungeon event and PvP Brawl Packed House. And from the 20th to the 27th, we've got the Arena Skirmish event and PvP Brawl Deep Six. In the middle of all that is the Auction House Dance Party, and that's on the 22nd of July. And to cap off the month, we've got the PvP Brawl Arathi Blizzard and World Quest bonus event going from the 27th of July to the 3rd of August. And we've also got the second wing of the Sanctum of Domination LFR difficulty opening up. And that's what's coming up this month in WoW. 
All right, Bedros, you took a lot of alls through Corthia, right? Uh, no. Oh, through the Corthia intro? No. 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 Did you did you did uh did you notice anything? Maybe. I I, I in hindsight, uh, after reading our next uh, our first article to this week, uh, definitely noticed some stuff that that seemed a little off. Um, so you know, we all are aware. You know, when you uh when you skip uh, intro stuff that they give you the option to skip, you sometimes lose out on some stuff. Um, usually it's just, you know, a little bit of gold, uh, maybe some XP, but it's not usually major things, you know, uh, they, they, they want you to have, they want you to have the stuff they put in the intro because usually it's important. It's, it's, it's helpful in what you're doing. So, um, Unfortunately, when you skip the Corthia uh, intro quests, uh, you miss some uh, some access to quests and uh, some rewards. Uh, so, you if you skip the intro for Corthia, you'll be ineligible for the need, in need of assistance quest, completing three dailies in Corthia. Now, this isn't. I don't. I think there is one that you get, but it, there's a second one that you get when you do everything. So you get one, and then you get a second one. I think it's the second one you're getting as an alt that skips. Um, and then uh, you also get uh, from that reward, you'll you will lose out on a death death's advanced war chest, which contains, contains gear, rep items, and conduits. Um, I got th two conduits I did not have before, which is really nice. Uh, you'll miss out on two rune coopers ingots redeemable for 250 anima each. And 10 Stygian Ember, uh, currently used to upgrade Shards of Domination. Uh, you will also miss out on a weapon recolor as part of saving the intro quest, namely the Battle for Ar of Ardenweald. Uh, so, if you can tolerate going through there, and I will definitely be toler tolerating going through there in future, uh, it's definitely worth going through. Uh, it is not small, insignificant stuff you're losing out on, and it's definitely going to help your alts, especially if you actually go through that. Um, Makes me a little sad that Blizzard decided to do this and did not say that this was, was going to be something you'd lose out on. But, I mean, we can't expect them to tell us everything, I guess, right? I mean, maybe. Like, there were some things that they told us before that, you know, like with the Sylvanas quests during uh, last expansion. Like, by the way, if you do this, you can't, you're, 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 you're locking yourself into this and you can't can't change your mind afterwards or you know just in the whole leveling up experience you can either do threads of fate or you can do the traditional story based thing and you can't change it so here's your warning now like maybe maybe give us a warning about losing out on these things i mean some of these things aren't a huge deal at the, in the grand scheme of things the death's advanced war chest you know the gear rep items and conduits if you're if you're exalted on rep then you don't care most people, especially raiders or mythic plus people, or even PvP people, like any of any anybody who's pushing the, that end game content, isn't going to care too much about the gear either. And the conduits, I mean, depends on it depends on what you're getting there, right? Um, the the anima items again, like it's 500 total anima. That's that you can pretty easily kind of just get back. 
the one thing that's going to be a sticking piece for a lot of people, at least going into Sanctum of Domination, is going to be the 10 Stygian Armor, or 10 Stygian Embers, because you're using that to upgrade your Shards of Domination. Again, it's only going to be really a big deal for the people who are pushing that endgame content, and you'll get Stygian Ember from defeating bosses within the Sanctum of Domination as well, but it gives you that initial leg up on that. So on your mains, it's not going to be a big deal because in your mains, you're going through this content anyway. It'll be, you know, if you're trying to prepare alts for raid in the future, that that's, that's going to stop you from getting that early leg up. And of course, all the completionists out there who, you know, want to collect all the weapon recolors. Just go through it on a warrior. You'll get a whole bunch of them because we can use everything. But then I need to have a warrior. Just forsake the light and you'll have a warrior. <laughs> yeah, Tosi, just, you know, quit breathing. That's, it's easy. Just stop breathing. It's fine. I, you know, I feel like there's a, some recent examples of Blizzard not communicating things very effectively. I mean, can anybody think of any any recent issues of communication? Uh, the Great Vault thing? Mm, that that kind of yeah. sucked for a lot of people. I mean, I mean, they did come out pretty fast, thankfully. But like, <clears throat> it sucked for the people who opened their vaults before they told us not to open them, because apparently there was no fixing that. And I mean, wasn't there some information that last week that came out like right after our show? Um. Oh, the legendary and it thing. happened like two weeks before that, too? Yes. Yeah. Maybe they should get better at that. Just just a thought. Uh, that would be nice. On the plus side, now we can look forward to news reliably breaking like after the show. So we'll just have a one-hour post-show, and that'll cover at, until like 9 o'clock Blizzard time, and there's not likely to be any news after that, right? No, never. That's not the answer that I... That's not, that's not the one I wanted on that one. I was hoping you'd say, yes, they would never do that, because they would never infuriate the player base or the content creators who record content that's invalidated within minutes of its recording. And, and Manny does bring up a fair point in chat. Maybe things in PTR are not set in stone and are, are, are subject to change. Yes, that is true. In my defense, I thought recording the show the night before the patch released was not likely to result in there being significant changes. <laughs> Manny, if I wanted reasoned argument, I would just ask for Ro to come on the show. Come on. <laughs> in, 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 in more serious, I mean, I totally understand, like, it was a decision, but, like, it was a decision that was going to piss people off after they'd already pissed people off about other stuff. Like... Mm -hmm. They needed to come up with an answer quicker. That's all I'm saying. And I think they know that. I think they're very well aware of, of the issues they caused. I mean, like we said last week, I feel like the, we felt, I felt like those changes were 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 happening pretty late in the PTR cycle anyway. So I think yeah. all things considered, the solution we got was fast by comparison. True. I mean, it's gonna be like anything else, everybody. Like, we're, we're, like we're, 
we're we're gonna end up talking about stuff that happens on the PTR, and stuff is going to change sometimes. And sometimes we're not gonna. And sometimes it's gonna happen after we talk about it already, and that's fine. I can be a little annoyed by it though. I give you permission. You can be you can be a little bit annoyed. All right. Um. So yeah. Um. Not sure where we left off. Sorry. I think we left off transitioning into talking about Torghast. Yes. All right. So as we all know, a bunch of changes came in Torghast. Um, going into nine point one, um, we've got a bunch of new f- layers added. Uh, four to be exact. So we've got layers nine through twelve. Um, the number of floors per layer has been reduced from six to five, and the torments that we dealt with while going through Torgas have kind of changed, you know, in their in how they work. So with torments, instead of being like a, instead of some of them being wing specific, um, the the wing specific ones have been removed, and from now on, it's gonna it's gonna cycle on a day to day basis, and you'll deal with something new every day, which is kind of fun. Um, there's also no more death counter, which I know, like, some people are very thrilled about. But how will you know when your Torghast run is done? It's just going to be done. And you're going to be ranked based on a bunch of different things because, hey, there's a new scoring system implemented. Now, we've talked about some of the points to this scoring system before. You know, it's going to take into account completion, how much time you took to actually complete it. And there's going to be a bunch of different, uh, there's a bunch of different um, bonus points that you can get. You'll get something from being empowered, which is um, a, a buff that you can build up and and activate uh, as you complete objectives within Torghast that grant you points to begin with. And there's also just a bunch of different bonus points. That you can get now the way the bonus points are doled out isn't laid out within game it's a very much you've got to find out as you get them kind of thing or you can go over to wowhead and find out how to get it there some of them are pretty straightforward um like there's the annihilator one that gets you 20 extra points if you kill the four or five boss in under 20 seconds um, there's something called Highlander, which is you get bonus points if you do not duplicate any anima powers. Now, there are a couple of questions about this scoring system, like from me specifically, because I'm not 100% sure on that. So I went into Torghast on day one with a group of uh, four and a group of three. And on the fourth, on the, on the one where I went in with four, we four gemmed it. And the three one, we five gemmed it. But we, we we didn't understand why we were getting some of the bonuses we got. And it was and it's not clear just from what's available to us right now what the criteria is for that. For example, the one of them that we got was the collector bonus point thing, where you collect at least thirty anima power and you get a bonus of ten points. Like we don't know I mean we know I know now that it only takes one person to have over 30 anima powers for you to get that bonus point objective and the points related to that. But for the rest of them, like we, we don't know if it's a one person doing it or an all person doing it thing. 
like no duplicate anima power. So are you telling me that if only one person doesn't duplicate anima powers, we're going to get the 15 points for that for the run for everybody? Or um, the reinforced one collecting five Oberon armaments of the same type. Again, there's only one person need to do that. We don't know how it is for sure. It's going to take some trial and error for us to find that out. I haven't seen anything clear cut on it, but for some of them at least that rely on collection or a specific kind of collection, um, we know that for some of them that only one person's going to need to get that get that uh, criteria. It might be all of them for some. I don't. We, we don't know. So yeah, that that's how that scoring system works. Right now, you're going to get bonus points for all those criteria. You're going to get up to 100 points for completing, um, for completing Torghast by, you know, defeating all the enemies, freeing the soul remnants, and destroying all the ashen phylacteries. Uh, it's a, it's a percentage-based thing in that case, and whether or not you're above or below par, you can get up to 50 points for that. Um. Yeah, uh, Ali, you you went through Torghast. How did you feel yes. about the scoring system? I thought it was pretty neat. I like that it's a twist on the challenge that is Torghast. Kind of gives you a little bit more to strive for, and seeing the the completion amount and bonuses and stuff is is pretty neat. I think. It feels a little weird at first that I have to like go outside the game to get the list of possible bonuses to look them up and figure out how to do them. But that's that's kind of how it goes these days with a lot of things in game. I like that there's no deaths. There's no death counter or timer. And the scoring is pretty good. I do wish that we got more information between layers or yeah, sorry, between floors in terms of where you're at score wise, maybe, or something. I forget. I had this great idea when I was doing the run that they should give us information in between. Like something like a quest tracker or something like that. I'd say, okay, this is where you are for, Achieving this specific bonus criteria and you have to do, you know, give you like a counter basically of like, okay, this is what's left to do to achieve that or whether or not you yeah. achieved or failed a certain bonus point objective. Yeah, uh, something like that. Just a little more information. But I mean, all in all, I think it's pretty cool. I like the whole box of many things talent system. Especially the one that lets you automatically loot non-boss things. That's that's kind of nice. It helps speed everything up a little bit. And as being someone who's a completionist, it kind of gives me that something to strive for. You know, that I want to get to five gems eventually once we get more of our talents through and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it makes it feel, at least to me, as of now... I think it's going to make Torghast feel a little more fun on a repeatable basis. 
possibly. Just because you want to keep improving that score and that kind of thing. That'll be interesting to see how it works out over time as well as how the talent system will work. And as that builds up, you know, are we, are we going to feel more powerful? Are we going to notice it? That kind of thing. So I'll be curious. But it feels a little more rewarding. And I'm hearing from some people who didn't like it because of the death counter and the timer counter and stuff. That they liked it more. They enjoyed it more. So, so far, I think I'm good with these changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, I did notice having, a bunch. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say having five floors instead of six definitely speeds it up a bit. Oh, yeah. Which is needed because, uh, you know, I, d- I did see a lot of complaints about the part-time specifically um, when it comes to Torghast. I, I personally didn't have an issue with that on my runs last week, but I was also in a group, which, you know, makes Torghast a bit easier. I haven't approached it on it a does. solo thing yet, so that might be, I, I might think different afterwards. Um, I'm also not sure of the, the people who I saw complaining. I'm not sure of what their item level is like compared to mine. Which will also be a factor. That's true. I I did I did it with two other people. The the layer nine. I haven't tried solo yet, so it'll be interesting to see how these changes in scoring feels when it's solo, and I have a little more control over actions and things like that. Yeah, I I, I like what you said about um, Torgas feeling more repeatable going forward. Uh, especially because, you know, like, you can run the smaller wings now without, you know, that feeling of doing it for nothing. Because you're still going to get Soul Ash from rerunning those wings during the same week. It's just, you're getting only 20% of the Soul Ash as opposed to the full amount. Right. Um, and, and the box of many things, like, I, I, I love what I've had access to so far. So I, th- I think so far I've done Blessing of the Ancients to get that extra blessing, because that extra blessing can be really helpful. I know one of them allows you to kill the vendor. And yep, if you kill yep, it, and, and if you kill it on the last one, like the, the anima power you get from that vendor is not an insignificant one. It, like it 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 takes those uh, beams from Zymox and gives you access to it, basically. I spent that entire boss fight running around, running away from those beams because I'm like, what is going yeah. on? And I'm like, oh no, that's just, that's me doing that, which was kind of cool. And there are definitely a lot of ones where it's like, um, it, it seems appealing at first, especially when you consider the part-time. But, I mean, you know, from for, for my tower knowledge worth right now, I would probably be dumping into Blessing of the Ancients because... Each of those blessings has the potential to be pretty powerful. Yeah, that is nice for sure. And as you go, some of these, some of these, some of the, some of the things you unlock are not insignificant. 25% reduced damage from bosses, increased damage to the boss, upon engagement. Considering that, considering that some of your bonuses at the end are based on how quickly you kill bosses... Mm-hmm. That's definitely gonna help. Yeah, there, there, there's a bunch of really cool things that have come with 9.1 and, and that have kind of enhanced Torghast as 
we were as we knew it in 9.0 uh, some some better some worse uh, for um, you know depending on your opinion and and how you approach Torghast in general but personally I'm finding the changes um, enhancing my enjoyment of Torghast uh, Ali I don't, I don't have anything else to say about that do you have anything you'd like to add about Torghast? No, I think it's about it. I do like that it feels like we're getting a little more soul ash. And I like the whole fact that you can run it again and get 20% of the normal amount you would get. Because there are some times when I've already done it myself for the week. And then my husband or a friend will be like, hey, let's go run Torghast. And I would do it because I like Torghast and I like my friends. But at least now this time I get a little soul ash with it, which is nice. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you'll actually... I, I'm not 100% sure if you'll get additional tower knowledge as well. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I know I know you get it on the first run, obviously. And, you know, the amount you get is based on whatever your final score is. But I'm going to have to try that out, actually. For all I did in, in WoW this week, I didn't do additional runs in Torghast. I'm kind of surprised. Well, I'll do it next week for science. <laughs> for science. Um, but while while we uh, mull that over, um, we've got some new Night Face stuff, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> I saw this on the list. And I was like, I'm taking this this article here. Yeah. So we have new soul shapes for my fellow Night Fae. Some we've kind of mentioned briefly in the past, but now we're starting to get news about how to obtain some of these. Not all, but some of them. So there's a Cobra. It looks like it's probably a PvP reward. A Hyena, which drops from Mythic Plus Dungeons. A Cyrilisk Soul, which we're not quite sure yet where that comes from. There are some who are thinking that it's from the final boss in the Adamant Vault part of Torghast, but that's not even out yet, so who knows. The Spider Soul, which you can get from a Riftbound Cache in Corthia. My, my personal favorite, the hippo soul that you get from the war chest in the wild hunt during the night fay ma assault. The one that just happened. Not just, I mean, we're on the venter still, but the, f- the first one we got, night fay. I got the hippo soul. And let me tell you, I was so excited that hippo is adorable and I have way too much fun. I was trying to show my husband and the friend that went with us for Torghast. And I was like, look, I'm a hippo. He, he, he. And they didn't care. And I don't care they didn't care because I was happy as all get out because it's cute and it's got an itty bitty little tail. How could they not care about the hippo one? Right? It's so good. Ugh. I am so jealous of anybody who has that or the hippo mount. Right? And it's fun because so when you are your soul shape, you can, you have this little dash thing you could do, right? So it's like this big little hippo and doing a little dash. And it's, I don't know. I really like it. <laughs> I still don't have my frog one or the turtle one. And I'm sure if I get those, it will overtake the hippo. But as of now, the hippo is my favorite and it, it makes my heart happy. I love it. <laughs> we do have some undiscovered ones that have been data mined. So they're in the files somewhere, but we, we haven't seen them and we don't know how to get them or anything like that yet. So there's a hippogriff soul, an owl cat soul, which intrigues me, a stag soul, a yak soul, a shovel tusk, a dire horn, a kodo, 
and a mammoth. So there's some big chonkers in that list, which I think are pretty neat. I mean, obviously not as good as a hippo, but I think those would be good. Especially the owlcat, because I have the legion priest, a class priest mount is like owlcat bird. I love that mount so much. Right? Right. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a little bit like that. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Either way, there's some cool ones on that list, especially hippogriff. That'd be nice. But I don't know, man. So hippo the hippo, hippo soul you got, that's hip, hippopotamus, right? Not hippogriff? Because there's. I'm con- no, it's, hip, it's, hippo, it's, a, it's a hippopotamus. It's a hippopotamus. Okay. Got two little tusks. Sorry, you said you have a hippo, and then you it says that hippogriff's not. I was just clarifying. Well, a hippo. If it's a hippogriff, I'd be excited and add a hippogriff. Okay, I'm clarifying. That's all. <laughs> well, we don't know how we're getting the hippogriff soul yet, so. <laughs> or hippopotamus, <laughs> as someone just typed in the show notes. But I, I know neither of you have your mains in Night Fae, so obviously I'm super excited about these. But... I know, Medros, you have Alt What do you guys think about these? Do you have ones that you wish you had? Do you have secret dreams of turning into one of these? Uh, for me, um, on my Arcane Mage, because my Arcane Mage is Night Fae, I want to get the Spider right. one, the Hippopotamus one, <laughs> uh, and obviously the Frog and Turtles. Like, those, yeah. are my, those are my four. I'm still plugging away in the garden. Just I've not gotten lucky yet. Uh, for me, uh, not really. Um, the the soul shapes for me are, are not something that I'm really at this point drawn to. Uh, maybe sometime in the future, uh, but uh, there's not really anything, anything that there that I'm looking for because I, I think when I've realized the level of, of effort and resources that have to be put into having a even minor chance of getting a soul shape from the garden. Uh, I, I pretty much took all my, my soul shape dreams and put them into a box. And then I put that into a safe and I put that safe in the ocean and then I put an island off the safe. But not I, I all soul like, shapes no, are from just... the garden. But all the ones I want are or wanted Fair at enough. the time. So I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna walk down that path um, of of locking stuff behind uh, resource drains and uh, hugely RNG things. So uh, for me, like I- I'm happy with the soul shape I've got, and I if I get one in the future, that's cool. But I'm I'm not hunting them. I'm not gonna be doing anything to get them. Uh, they will just happen if they happen. Fair but yeah, um, maybe in the future I will. Uh, I'll, I'll see a change of heart on that. But uh, for now, it's just it's not. It's not something I'm going to keep on my uh, on my radar. So um, I'm just gonna. I just want to say something real quick, Medros. In the time it takes you to put those dreams into a box, then into a safe, then take that safe and drop it into the ocean and do whatever else you were to do after that, you probably could have farmed up the resources to get the ones from the garden. Okay. We're in a landlocked province. 
We are not in a landlocked province. Oh no, right, Hudson's Bay. We are in a pra- we are we are practically in a landlocked province. <laughs> as long as you're willing to admit that Hudson's Bay does lead to an ocean that does you know connect to part of our, our province. That's all I, mean, I want. Then. Okay, that's good. All right, don't know where that went, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anything else we want to talk about about that? About the face shapes and such? Um, no? No, I think that's about all the 9.1 stuff we want to talk about right now. So take us out of game, Medros. What's happening outside? Well, uh, there's, there's sun outside, and there's grass, and there's air, and there's sometimes rain, and sometimes there's, you know, really hot weather. If there's really hot weather, I don't recommend going outside. It's really just not good. You know what I meant. <laughs> I do. However, you also knew what I meant, and you trolled me, so... <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> so, Blizzard announced uh, a few days ago uh, that there is a new mount available in the in-game shop. Uh, if you subscribe for six months, you'll get it for free. And if you do not want to subscribe for six months, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you can also buy it for $25. Uh, the mount is the Sapphire Skyblazer. And I'm just going to say, for the record, I want it. It is a pretty mount. It, it really it is. It kind of looks like a hippogriff, but with, like, only two legs instead of four. Um... It looks really, really good. I really like it. It's it's a like well, what it reminds me of is like a long winged Anzu, because it looks like the yeah. wings kind of drape onto the ground. Yes, it looks like when you're walking and they're on the ground, or maybe that's a tail. I can't tell because it's, it's got little tail feathers. Okay, so and that's like, the tails then, not not the not the wings. And it's it's nice that like a lot of the flying you know birds in the game for the mounts, when you know you're in an area where you can't fly, so you're just walking, they still kind of slowly awkwardly hover above the ground and, and move that way. But this one actually runs on its feet, like a little bird would. And that's kind of cool. Only thing I don't like about it is the distinct Kyrian flavoring to it. Give me a Venthyr flavoring, please. So, like, just, you know, put a spear through it so it bleeds all the time? No, give me a goth skyblazer. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, 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 see, I see Venthyr is all blood. Like, it's just blood everywhere. Yeah, get some, get some like, eyeliner on it. Maybe paint the nails black. <laughs> um, like, some really, like, long, drapey black clothes. You know, that kind of deal. Chains. I'm basically no, just no. describing an outfit that I wore when I was younger. <laughs> I, I believe that, actually. I really do. Yes, Manny, that's correct. I want a symbol of hope and rebirth, but I also wanted goth. Like, I'll even sell right. for pastel goth. Pastel goth is okay. So, Ali, are you going to subscribe for six months or pay $25? I've already been subscribed for six months so i already got it and the mount special is pretty freaking sweet let me tell you that's awesome toasty how about you i really like it 
Um, one day I will remember to actually update my six month my, my monthly recurring sub to a six month sub. So, do you want the mount, or and if so, will you change your subscription intentionally, or just find, pay twenty five dollars for it? I will. I will get the mount at some point. Yes. Whether it okay. is through the six month recurring that I will definitely remember to change to, or through twenty five dollars. All right. So, a uh, little story for you. Uh, I I logged into game on. Friday, because I finally had internet and and time, uh, and uh, I was gonna go buy it. I was going to go to my alt and 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 buy uh, a couple of tokens and go buy it. And then tokens were one hundred eighty nine thousand gold, uh, and I said, "There's no way that's happening," and I didn't. Because I'm not going to be paying that much for a token. I will so when the token goes back down. down. Yes. I will probably buy it with, with Blizzard book balance. I will not pay $25 out of my own pocket, though. Yay, Blizzbucks. In fact, let me see what the tokens are now. Let's see what the token info site is still up. I thought that was down. Is it down? I thought, I, I thought they stopped updating. Oh, now, now it directs you to wowtokenprices.com. Okay. Uh, and they're currently 179,000 gold. So hey, still not going to 10,000 less. Uh, it needs to be, like, closer to 125. So I need, like, 50,000 50, gold off that for me to be cons considering. Like, I, I have some gold. I, I can spend some gold, but I don't want to waste my gold. It's not a waste. Look at it. It's pretty. I can be patient. Fine. Like patient Glad enough for it to maybe be on sale? Um, you know, I'd like to say that that would happen. Uh, but I find that once things I actually want are on sale, I don't actually justify the cost. Like, the pig mount, uh, no, I, I just, I didn't, once it was on sale, I just didn't see that there's a value to buying it. Uh, but there are lots of really cool things that are on sale because Blizzard has announced it's a summer sale, and I'm I'm really interested to see what's here. Uh, so uh, you can get 50% off selected mounts, pets, and toys. Um, Steam Steam Scale Incinerator, Squeakers, the Trickster, the Alabaster mounts for the 15th anniversary, Silverian Dreamer, Volpine Familiar, Imperial Quillen, Celestial Steed, Heart of the Aspects, Wind Guardian, Enchanted Fade Dragon, Iron Sky Reaver. Luminous Starseeker, Mystic Rune Saber, Shuzen the Divine Sentinel, Hogress the Swine of Good Fortune, the Dreadwake and Warforged Nightmare uh, are the mounts. Uh, and then for pets, it's Dottie, the Lucky Quillen Cub, Pandaren Monk, Little KT, Little Rag, Soul the Aspects, Cinder Kitten, Blossoming Ancient, Altrek Brewpup, Argy, Brightpaw, Twilight Mischief Shadow, Captain Crackers. That sounds like a Aldi mount, just as a, th as a thought. Uh, and Wumper. I do, in fact, have that pet. You whistle to it. It sits on your shoulder. It's amazing. I assumed you did. <laughs> I know you. Uh, and then you can also get 50% uh, off of the Sprite Daughter's Wings Transmog set. And then Toys, Lion's Pride, and Horde's Mighty, Mighty Fireworks, and Transmorpher Beacon. Uh, and then there's also 50% off of Digital Deluxe bu Bundles for the Battle for Azeroth Digital Deluxe items. 
the Legion Digital Deluxe items, and the Warlords of Draenor Digital Deluxe items. Um, and then there's some character services you can also get a discount on, uh, like the Shadowlands level character boost, character transfer, race change, and faction, faction change. Um, and those are all available in the Blizzard shop now. Uh, are there any mounts or pets that you guys are uh, looking off that uh, list? Uh, probably the rat or the steam scale incinerator. Yeah, those two. For me, I'm actually going to be transferring at least one alt over to Dalaran. From my original guild to my current guild. For reasons. We'll see. I kind of it's one of those things where the other guild is it's pretty much done. But I know there will be some people who will look at the list of who has left the guild and be really upset if they see me take out, say, my main dwarf. But I kind of want to, so we'll see what happens. But I am at least transferring my paladin over. The one's going to be going to Bastion. Paladin? Paladin, indeed. Oh. Because I actually have a lot of fun for Pally. I think they're, I think they're fun. They're okay, I guess. So, uh, the only mounts currently on the uh, Blizzard shop that are not on sale is the Sapphire, Skyblazer, and uh, Lucky Yen, uh, the the cow mount. Uh, everything else is on sale. Uh, it looks like all the pets are as well. Uh, yeah, every pet is on sale. So, yeah, uh, the pets are six twenty five Canadian. The mounts are sixteen Canadian. Uh, so it's probably twelve fifty American and I'm gonna say five dollars American as a guess. Uh, and then uh, the services as well um, are uh, are on sale. Twenty two dollars for the race change. Uh, the level boost is discounted to fifty dollars Canadian, um, and various other services are on sale as well. So. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, that's it for the summer sale. I think there's a, a sales in other games as well, but uh, that's the only one that I actually looked into. So, because we're a, a WoW podcast, not a Diablo or StarCraft podcast. Jeez. And yes, it does look like Diablo 3 Eternal Collection is on sale. For anybody who wants one, of course. Alright, so I think that's it for our news recall anything else being added so let's talk about our second sponsor so today's show is again also brought to you by audible get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ata reads 2021 that's bit.ly slash ata reads 2021 now nearly 500 000, 500 000 to choose from for your ipod or mp3 player now i mentioned last week that we were in, at the current end of the, of the available books in the expeditionary force series however I'm very excited to say that there was a branch off series. Now, back in book three, many, many moons ago, or at least several moons ago, uh, we, we we followed the Merry Band of Pirates as they returned to the place that all began, Paradise. And they had, uh, through various uh, possibly unethical measures and, and, and steps, uh, taken to tricking some of their former uh, compatriots that were still on Paradise uh, into doing some stuff to uh, 
prevent bad guys from taking control of the planet. Because the people who are on the planet, we're going to give it back to those people. Uh, so that led to a group called the Mavericks, which were various people that uh, that that Joe Bishop met when he was back there and, and people he knew from way back in his military career. Um, and the, there's a two-book uh, offshoot series of their adventures. Uh, so we're going to talk about the first book in that series today. Um, that book is Death Trap, uh, Expeditionary, Forks, Expeditionary Force Mavericks Book 1. Uh, and, and Toasty... Uh, you recall in our pre-show, I did tell you uh, that, that I kind of wanted you to give a listen to this explanation in our in our sound clip because I felt you'd have some some kinship to what's being described here. Uh, so we'll give a listen to the sample and we'll come back on the other side. Lab office, which had been set up in the humid equatorial region of Fresno, Perkins was reading that morning's intelligence summary, which was mostly a list of all the things that were scheduled to happen the previous day and didn't. Five days after landing, the Legion was already two days behind schedule and falling further behind every hour. Virtually nothing was happening as it was supposed to. Units were landed in the wrong place or landed at the correct location, but the enemy units they were assigned to contact were nowhere to be found. Supplies for humans were dropped in zones controlled by the Verds, and there was not enough air transport available to shift everything around to where it was needed. One Verd Chris unit opened crates to find a large oversupply of rockets, but no extra rounds for their rifles. An already overtasked dropship had to be diverted to relocate ammo. An airbase discovered that the mountain of spare parts piled up at the edge of the landing zone did not include a vital gearbox for the turbine engines of the particular type of obsolete buzzard assigned to that base. Overall, the operation on Fresno was going much better than she expected. So, Toasty, you as a former person who served in the uh, military cadets, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how accurate would you feel that that description of of an operation going would be? Um, it's a solid nine. It's a solid nine. <laughs> so, so number, you, you number felt some times, similarities there, number right? Number of times I put in requisitions for different for different gear or whatnot to either get the wrong kind or nothing in its place. Uh, is is very high, although it, it it's worth noting that this was Army Cadets it is very much a youth program, so I would hope that that the the actual military um, operated a lot better. So a group serving with an alien legion uh, on various worlds hired out as uh, essentially mercenaries uh for for hire um you'd, you'd hope they'd have better experiences as an organization than what you had as a, a youth cadet yeah yeah i would but then again the, the the saying a good plan doesn't survive first contact is a saying for a reason i would imagine yes and uh in in what i have heard from my brother who was in the reserves uh, the enemy that it may not survive first contact with can always be the, the bureaucracy and and other people, not necessarily the actual enemy. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that was uh, Death Trap Expeditionary Force Force Mavericks Book One. 
Uh, again, written by Craig Ellison, narrated by R.C. Bray. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, it they, they, they do come back into the story, I think, in book uh, 10, I think. Maybe maybe 9 or 10, maybe 11. Uh, they do come back into the story. They, they kind of merge back in within main storyline. Um, so definitely, uh, you'll, you'll see if you, if you didn't catch this series when we were listening to, when we were playing this, the, the previous ones, uh, you will be familiar with their, their final story, but there's a, you know, there's a saying, it's not just how you got, it's not just that you got there. It's the story along the way. This tells you the story along the way. So definitely check that out. And please, of course, thank Audible for supporting the show. All right, so, uh, question of the week. Last week's question of the week, how do you feel about the changes to Legendaries in 9.1? Stone said, I'm looking forward to relearning Legendaries. I had one, then I replaced it with a better drop. I'm terrible at WoW. And that's the only new answer that we got last week, but, as promised, I'm going to reread Seraphis's answer because it's very much an answer to this question. I've reworded the first little bit just to make it make sense with the question. <clears throat> so Seraphis says, let us reforge our damn existing legendaries into a slot that we can actually use and upgrade them into since they drop this nonsense of, hey, here are required slots for gear with these new gems or whatever. Just let me drop my legendary into a scrapper. We had this thing in BFA. Let me put my legendary in it. Let me get back most of the soul ash. Not even asking for all of it. But let's say 75%. Trash the item and the missives, fine. Let me pay a small fee. Or give me back all the soul ash for it. And let me drop, say, a thousand soul ash as payment. Whatever. Just let me reforge it to where it's not flipping useless. So, Stone's answer reminds me of what happened to me this week. So, uh, you know how in Corthia you can get items that you... The, the, the tokens you can make into an item. Right, yeah. Your armament. Yeah. So, uh, so, I got one. I think it was part of the the original cash thing you got, uh, and uh, I made it into a piece, and it was an upgrade for me. And then I took it over to the upgrade guy because I had a quest to go upgrade to him, and I just got enough uh, whatever currency they need to do that, and I upgraded it to the next level. So it's went from two hundred to two hundred seven, and then I went and did some quests. And you want to know what? What I got on the net, uh, one of those quests? A replacement for it? With the exact same stats. Same level, everything. Sounds about right. I was like, are you kidding me? Ugh, disgusting. But it did give me 250 gold, so I'll take it. All right, so next week's question is, what are your impressions of 9.1 so far? I'm enjoying it and curious to see where it's going to go. Um, like, I, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm concerned about the longevity of some of the content because it doesn't seem like there is a lot. Like three, three daily quests that can be done in like half an hour or whatever. I mean, it's not a big deal if... You got a couple characters you can run through it, but like I am, I'm a one, I'm very much a one character kind of guy for most of the expansion, and 
I can I, I see myself running out of that content pretty quickly. I mean, of course, there's the raid for me, but that's not the case for everybody. I am really enjoying it. My one, if I had to pick one thing that I would change, it would be not having so many itty bitty items for rep and anima. That's causing me to have some bag issues all of a sudden because there's a lot of little things. So when I like to go out and explore and just get my chests and kill my rares and just have a good time going out there and exploring, which I really enjoy for hour, hour and a half at a time. It's a good chunk of time. Yeah. Bag bags are bags are an issue now. But other than that, so, so you far just need a I'm mouth enjoying to sell it. all your trash so you don't have to have all the stuff in your bags. Well, I have that. Okay. You just this it's often but sometimes it's I have to go all the way back to the archivist to turn it in, or I have to go back to my order hall to turn in my anima. Like it's not all things I can just, you know, sell. Anyways, but otherwise other than that, I'm I'm enjoying exploring Corthia. I am super excited about the story. And I'm I'm happy with it so far. I I want to see if my answer changes once I can fly. Well, I guess we'll see after next week. After this week, sorry. If I get flying this week, yep. <laughs> uh but that is about it for our news and our questions, so let's do our shoutouts. Uh Ali, how about you first? Shout out to my husband, who has had to replace the tile in the bottom of our shower. And it's been a multi-weekend project, and it's been very stressful. And there was a couple points where he thought he messed it up, and we're going to have to get a professional, which would cost a lot of money and take a lot of time from work and whatnot. But he, he's, he's worked it out, and... It's getting done little bit by little bit, and he's just he's working hard. So I just shout out to him. I appreciate him. See, you should have just given me the shower, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it, Allie. No, stop trying to take my shower. I love that thing. I want it back. <laughs> you do not get it. <laughs> uh, uh, Allie, is there anybody else you'd like to shout out? I'll stick with that one for now. That's good. Okay. Toasty, how about you? Um, I've got two. Um, okay. Going to give a shout out to my nephew who's competing in his first esports tournament this week, which is like really freaking cool. And there's actual prize money on the line. And I just found out, found out that he won his first round tonight. That's it is awesome. A, it is a Rocket League tournament. Um, but so yeah, uh, shout out to uh, what's his gamer tag? Flake Dragon. That's uh, that's sports with cars, right? Rocket League? Yeah, it's basically basically boils down to soccer with cars, and the cars can blow up. Isn't it like baseball and hockey and football, too? And there was a hockey skin to it at one point, I think. I'm not sure about the other ones, honestly. I, I haven't played too much Rocket League. <laughs> Please, go ahead with your second. Sorry. Um, I'm also going to give a shout-out to the friends, family, and teammates of Matisse Kivleniks. Um who's a goaltender in the Columbus Blue Jackets system. Uh, he passed away this weekend uh, during a uh, fireworks accident. So, yeah, condolences to his friends, family, and teammates. That is that is a rough thing to have happen so very suddenly. He was only 24 years old, which is just 
incredibly sad. Had his whole career yeah. ahead of him still. That's rough. So I have two shoutouts. Uh, I'm I'm thoroughly surprised I ha- I am able to do this shoutout without uh, being a copy of somebody. Uh, but a shout out to uh, Star Mike, uh, host of uh, World of Warcast, uh, for their anniversary. Uh, 16 years, as I hear it. Uh, that is, that it. is one yeah. hell of a long time. Uh, so tip my hat to you, my friend. Uh, keep rocking it. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and uh, keep creating great podcasts. You, you do a really good job. Uh, my second one is... Uh, to all the people who, in respectful, uh, peaceful, and uh, and and non-destructive ways, uh, showed their 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 pain and and their um, thoughts about uh, all the stuff that's happened in Canada around uh, residential schools lately. For Canada Day, um, I know there's a lot of people who did not feel Canada Day should happen and and stuff. Um, so uh, my my thanks to them for uh, for their uh, reasoned and and uh, reasoned approach and ability to get their message across uh, in in a positive way. Um, Less so to those who were destroying statues. But anyways. Uh, and I actually just uh, remembered one other one. Um, this this past week, uh, this weekend, uh, was the one-year anniversary of the death of our friend Haster. Um, his family is setting his ashes into space in 2023. Um, there will be a site and everything... Uh, if anybody has any thoughts they want to share on that, uh, on him and, and his effect on, on the community and on them as people, uh, feel free to reach out to me or the Group Quest podcast, um, and we can definitely pass those along to his family. Uh, they'll be creating a website with a video and, and uh, other tributes in words and such to Haster. Um, so pass those along if you want. Um, but... Uh, you know he's not here, but I, I just want to say that I that he is very much missed for the past year. Um, and uh, while time will go on, uh, his memory will never be forgotten. So that said, uh, let's uh, wrap up the show uh, and do our show. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, call one seven eight five ATA WOW five or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz. Medros is at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Toasty is at toastypostycan. And Ali is at Aliandrskay. And you can find the network at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge network, including Group Quest. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of more, well, flying in the world of Ezra.
Um, actually, we'll be flying in the Shadowlands. We can already fly in Azeroth. Whatever. Okay, bye! Copyright 2021 Dawnforge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.